man could buy one of those newfangled buggies. A horseless... The Outline. World Dispatch. It's Monday, November 6th, 2017. I'm Adrian Jeffries. Today on the show, I talked to Anne Derek Gaillot about the so-called search angels of the search squad who help connect adopted people with their birth families. Here's the dispatch. Culture. So Anne, tell me about Jim Pete. Jim Pete is a 46-year-old elementary school teacher who lives in Pennsylvania. He was adopted when he was a baby, and over the course of his life, he was always sort of interested in learning more about his birth parents. You know, I've I've known I was adopted my whole life, and, you know, every so often I would kind of skirt the internet, like, looking for, you know, maybe a way to find out about more about it. But it wasn't until he had kids of his own and his family started asking him more about his background that he became more interested in learning who his birth parents were. So the complication, I, I, you know, I was born in Ohio, and Ohio was, um, they had locked their records for, for adoptees. You know, I couldn't get my birth certificate. That's really interesting. So before that, adoptees were not allowed to look at their own birth records? Right. So different states have different laws about who can have access to their original birth records. And that's kind of partially why people appeal to these Facebook groups, because in certain states, it's really, really difficult to get your original birth certificate. You can only get it through a court order, and court orders are not always granted. So when Ohio finally opened up its birth certificates in 2015... I thought, well, okay, so now if I can find out my birthday, maybe I can go from there. Um, plus all this ancestry stuff out there, you know, you kind of it kind of piques your interest. After so many years of not knowing, you kind of get it in your head that you know what it's okay not knowing, and it is because you know I've had a great life, and um, you know my parents are fantastic. So so um, I, there's this convoluted mix of feelings. You know, how are my parents going to feel? How are my kids going to feel? How's my wife going to feel? How am I going to feel? How are these people going to feel? Especially. You know, there had to be a reason why they gave me up for adoption. And of course, you know, there's that too. You know, am I going to be imposing upon somebody's life? So just this big mix of emotion, to be perfectly honest with you, of barging into someone's life and also kind of opening up my own. He had previously, in the early days of the internet, gone to AOL, Yahoo, chat room type things and found information on how he could find his birth mother. But it wasn't until he found a group on Facebook called Search Squad that he was able to get advice and guidance on following his search through to the end. I found the group on just kind of hunting around Facebook. You know, it was just kind of a lucky kind of grab. In the group, he found a woman named Charlene Hall, who is what's known as a volunteer search angel. You know, I remember in the beginning, it was like, oh, nobody's ever going to propose, you know. <laughs> we thought there would never be any people. We'd never have any searches. And we'd just, you know, watch the cobwebs grow on our group. And um, gosh, now, you know, there's so many, so many cases. It's just overwhelming. One of the founders of Search Squad told me they started out with five volunteer search angels, and now they have 80. And they estimate that they complete about a thousand searches a year. Search angels are people who um, often their lives have been touched by adoption, but they are researchers who help people 
who are looking for someone find that person using different records and clues and stuff available to them, including their own experience with adoption searches. You know, your parents are the ones that raised you. And the thing is that adopting almost to a complete number also feel that way. My parents are the ones that raised me, but there's this information that I have this craving to get. You know, she friended me on Facebook. So from that point on, I started receiving all the updates um, of other people kind of reaching out. So I realized that this network was kind of big. um, And I saw lots of people on the search network kind of connecting, if that makes sense. He had never met Charlene, but he was just had faith in her through seeing her other successful searches on Search Squad and also hearing her story over the course of their search together. All right. So how does it work? You have someone you want to find. You go into the Search Squad and what do you, you just post publicly what you're looking for and then someone reaches out to you? Right. So there's a lot of rules, actually. This I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, but this is the one that I've seen that's got the most rules in it. So what you do is you go in, you post um, a post about with as much information as you know about the person you're trying to find. It takes a couple days for a post to be approved because each post is looked at by a moderator to make sure it doesn't have too sensitive personal information in it, like a social security number, or it doesn't have disparaging language in it. It just has to be straight ahead. I'm looking for this person. This is my relationship to them. I need this help. After that, a search angel will pick up a case, comment on the post, and they will begin putting the clues together to try to figure out where this person is. There's a private search angel group where they share hints and look things up in different databases for each other. It seems like there are aspects of this that are not dangerous exactly, but are kind of potentially fraught. Yes, there definitely are. Um, A representative I spoke to from the American Adoption Congress told me privacy and safety are the two biggest issues in using Facebook groups for searches like this. One thing is with a private investigator, they have to go through an FBI background check and search angels don't have to do that. I brought these issues up to the search angels and they explained to me that a lot of the reasons it's so the posting rules are so strict is because they have had problems in the past with people who are well-meaning doing searches on their own, who have never done it before, who aren't known by the group admins, leaving information for searches or even contacting birth families without searchers permission. So there is a lot that can go wrong with Facebook search groups. But I think one reason search squad is so big is because of the rules that are in place and just how much success that they've had, but it's definitely not without its dangers. So Jim wound up giving Charlene non-identifying information that he had, including where he was born and what year he was born. Using that information, Charlene was able to narrow down his birth name. And also Charlene was able to advise him through the process of getting his original birth certificate from Ohio State. Did she have any special expertise? Is she a lawyer? Like, what was she able to offer to this process? So, no, she does not have formal training. A lot of the search angels don't. And that's actually kind of a point of contention in the adoption triad 
community is some people feel that adoptees should not appeal to Facebook groups to help find relatives because you don't know if you can trust those folks and they don't have licenses as private investigators. But um, one private investigator I spoke to said people should be careful using these groups, but she would still recommend it to people who are searching because a private investigator costs a lot of money. When Jim got the birth certificate, he finally was able to see his biological mother's maiden name. Um, Charlene and him used that to track her down through a 1973 marriage announcement in a Bethlehem, New York magazine. I mean, it was it was literally sort of doing that dirty detective work of trying to just put everything together. And, um, you know, normally I think today with Facebook and with all the social media, it's kind of easy to locate people. But um, literally this, um, you know, my birth mother had no information on Facebook, had no information readily available. And all the information I found was from like two, 2006 and before. But the email that I got from 2006 happened to work. Jim and Charlene spent a long time crafting an email that Jim could send that would introduce himself, ask this person if she is who he thinks she is, and just introduce what he wants out of contacting her. Jim sent the email, and 18 hours later, he heard back from his birth mother with a sentence saying, yeah, you found me. I kind of achieved my goal. I found out who this person was. She reached out to me. That really was my goal. Um, But then when she reached out to me, she sort of made it sound like there was more to it, that there was going to be more to it, and then the door shut. Jim was really excited to hear back from his birth mother, but later on, as he tried to communicate with her more, she wasn't as open to talking with him. Their correspondence fell off, but now Jim is trying again to get in touch with his birth mother. So Charlene, since then, she knew that I kind of, I didn't take it hard, but I was frustrated. So she's given me a lot of space. Um, But every month or so, she reaches out just to see if if I'm ready to take the next step, Um, which I'm gearing up for now, I guess. So for Jim, the outcome of his search was a little complicated because he has gotten to learn more about his birth mother and his biological relatives, but he didn't get the relationship he might have been hoping for. I mean, obviously, personally, I want, you know, my story to change a little bit, but um, all in all, I've I've gotten everything that I've wanted since I was a kid. So anything now sort of icing on the cake. And um, like I said, the process, though, that the search squad does has been um, what they do um, just because they care um, is a pretty amazing. And, you know, on a daily basis, they're helping people either find people that are, that can be part of their lives again, or they're at least helping them along the path. And um, there are people charging an awful lot of money to do the same thing, uh, and they're doing it for free, and they're really successful at it. Search squad reunions have all kinds of different outcomes, um, and they're not always happy. Sometimes someone doesn't want to be found, or the person that someone is trying to find um, is has passed away. But sometimes there are good stories. And one good part about Jim's story is he found a support in Charlene, and they have a good relationship that continues today. I mean, I'm sure if we put all the hours together, we'd be talking about 40 or 50 or 60 hours of um, 
you know, just talking, we became friends, you know, through that. We still talk, we're still Facebook friends. You know, I know about her family. She knows about my family. So there was a friendship that kind of, I mean, there was kind of a connection there just simply because um, she, you could tell she cared and she really wanted this to work and not because she worked for search squad, but just because, um, you know, she's really vested in this mainly because she's gone through it herself. Some of my cases, you know, I've become really good friends with, like Jim. Uh, he and I talk very frequently because he's so different, you know. He's such a cool guy. I just, uh, it's like, your birth mom is missing so much by not talking to you. It seems like this is really about... A community and about people who are supporting each other around a very emotional time and that experience is what brings them together and what makes them want to help each other. I think the internet brought adoptees together in a really big way that they weren't able to do just like in real life support groups before. Jim told me he held off for a little bit after joining the group before he got into contact with an angel because he just wanted to feel out the group and see how it works. But um, there's so many success stories on the page and so much um, encouragement that I think that that's why so many people also appeal to it rather than going another route with their search. I'm telling you, like, I've I've talked, like I said, 50 or 60 total hours. And... Um, you know, we've put this kind of portfolio together of the process that um, these pictures that we've been able to find and, you know, the family genealogy that we've been able to find. And she does this all on her own time, you know, just as to help other people out. And, and you know, you multiply that by all the people that, that, are, that are doing this across the country in the search squad. And you've got this amazing kind of web of, of people that are just there to help. And I mean, <laughs> believe me, you, you probably know this as well as I do. In today's world, that's, I don't know. I don't think it's rare. I just think it's kind of getting blown over by a lot of the other stuff that's going on. But there's a lot of really good people out there. And Derek Ayo is a staff writer at The Outline. That's it for today's show. If you like what you're hearing, you can check out our other shows and more episodes of this one at theoutline.com slash podcasts. I'm Adrian Jeffries. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow, come back for more.